Dudley Hair Show. Welcome to the So Lovely Hair Show. Hello. This is a great opportunity for us, isn't it, as hairdressers to be able to get together, have an opportunity to have a conversation, the conversation we have in the staff room, the conversation we have in the salon, but also with each other and and being able to explore um, the industry ourselves and how the world around us is affecting us, I guess. and we're, we're trying to just put this platform out there so that we can have this conversation with you on Facebook, on Instagram, a podcast. So it's an opportunity for us to keep on talking because we love to talk. And we know uh, other hairdressers do, and um, obviously our clients like to listen to us talk, but um, let's worry about talking to, our, to, to each other. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, yes. So we've obviously, we've been thinking about doing this for a while, haven't we, Ollie? Um, yes. So, but this was prime time because we're in the midst of um, isolation at the moment. Um, so we've got COVID-19 happening. So it was like the prime time for us to obviously start recording. And there is a lot of conversation to be had, isn't there? <laughs> oh my God, too much conversation. <laughs> Not only with us, but in my head. <laughs> yes, I mean, yeah. That's actually, that's why we need to have this conversation so we can stop having the ones in our heads. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Shampoo, 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 shampoo. So my name's Ollie. Um, I've been hairdressing for nearly two decades. Um, I'm Brighton-based, but I've been working in both London and Brighton, and I've had the opportunity to run art teams, um, involved in a lot of um, creative projects, seminars, and. Um, education abroad and in this country. And uh, over the last couple, no, four years ago, um, I decided to go solo and I wanted to change the, the pace I was working at, but also have a more of a greener, more ethical outlook on my industry or our industry. So um, I set up my own salon and um, yeah, I've just been sort of starting afresh and it's been a really nice renewal sort of experience for me to be able to work out where I want to go in the future and with my career. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Tell me about you, Siobhan. Hi, um, I am Siobhan. Um, I am prim- primarily a colourist, uh, but I do cut cut hair and style hair as well. Um, I am currently an international artist for L'Oreal, which means I do education around the world, uh, specifically on like consumer-focused techniques. Um, and then I have recently opened uh, a salon um, called Rose and Wild, which is on the New King's Rose in Fulham. Um, and it's a boutique salon that spe- specialises in balayage. But ultimately, the whole reason behind opening it was to create a space that um, basically made the clients feel amazing, but also made the team and the staff that work there feel great too. Um, I've seen a lot within the industry, people struggling with finances, being overworked, and I don't know, not really being treated fairly actually. So I wanted to create a community and an environment that celebrated the hairdresser and focused on treating us and them well, basically. So lovely. <laughs> <laughs> How have 
have you been finding this whole isolation and this lockdown? Has how's it affected you? Um, so, what well, I've been really lucky because um, part of my job is so I'm an educator. So I educate for L'Oreal, large brand, uh, but I'm also um, a salon owner for a small salon called Razor Wild. But it means that I have a lot of contact with different brands and different people within the community. And um, so I've been gaining lots of information about. I guess feelings and emotions anyway so I guess it kind of helped me to kind of assess what was happening to myself in a logical way if that makes sense and yes, um, without knowing the information I think I probably would been would have been a whole lot more scared than I have been but um, I, I found out some information from um, it's a group called Canva 8 and they're basically people that specialize in looking at consumer reactions to things basically and then they sell this information to brands um, so they've been looking at um, consumer reactions to other uh, pandemics and basically what they came, what they figured out is when when people are put into isolation they have four different um, steps throughout the process um, and I actually feel like I'm living through these steps. So I think knowing that has helped made the whole thing a whole, whole lot better. Um, so the steps were, so the first one was anxiety. Um, no, not anxiety, sorry, denial. Um, <laughs> and see, I'm denying it now already. Um, now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, that definitely happened because I think for a long time, um, even though I was hearing about Corona um, in different countries and it really hit Milan, and Italy quite badly, and that was obviously so near to the UK. Um, I, I don't know, being quite self-obsessed, I guess, I would hear that information. I had jobs being cancelled abroad, but in my mind, I was like, well, it won't, you know, things will just continue as they are in the UK. I will continue doing hair. I will continue doing education. I just might not be able to travel. We'll be fine. Um, and I guess that was that kind of denial stage, really. Even though the rest of the world is in like crazy craziness, I thought, well, yeah, no, I'll be I'll be okay. I'll be doing some hair, and people need their hair cut, and that's that's that really. Um, yeah. Did you have a similar kind of thing? Well, I think the perfect example is that of, of when we went from meeting for a, an event that we were going to be doing in um, this month in April. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was the week before lockdown. No, actually it was, no, it was a week before lockdown and we were absolutely like, it was gonna go ahead, we were meeting other people. And um, and then within a week later, you know, it was a whole different situation, but we were still like, no, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. But yeah, I, th I feel like um, anxiety was, you know, run running my salon in Brighton and worrying about how I was gonna run my business. My anxiety, that that kicked in from that point in was like I've never had to experience this I've never experienced this mm -hmm. before and how am I going to push forward and run a business with this um and also dealing with all those clients that wanting to panic buy their hair before we went into lockdown and and that anxiety that came from that was intense so definitely um felt that and then obviously being locked in your house for a week for the first week I was like I don't know what to do I don't know what to do with myself so definitely the anxiety was crazy yes um, yeah. So are you saying, so obviously we had the denial stage, we, we, both had, we both had that, and then I think the next stage then creeps into anxiety, yeah. and it like, you kind of splatter into it, basically, because you go from going, everything's going to be fine, everything's perfect, and then suddenly you're like, it's not going to be fine, it's not okay, like it's, that definitely, definitely happened. I would say I'm probably 
I kind of keep going back to that anxiety stage, if I'm honest. Um, although I am moving forward and I'm dealing with it a lot better, there, it does creep in here and there. Um, I think because, as you said, this is all very new. And also I think because normally when something goes wrong, there's someone that you can rely on that will just go, it's going to be okay. This has happened to me before. This is how you deal with it or what have you. But because we're all in the same boat, no one has lived this before. No one knows what the hell is going on really. And so, you know, you could take advice and we can do that, but actually we all don't know. So we're all just trying our best to just make the best of what we can. Agreed. I think we've lived in a very, I think we've realised we live in a very secure world to, to a degree about how we go about our everyday lives. And mm. then this literally is putting the rug underneath our feet. And, you know, you're seeing everybody from our our, our, our business all mm. the way up to um, politics, you know, our yeah. politicians and dealing with the situation. And, you know, I don't think I've watched the news so much just to be like, I I need to know what's going on and watching them dealing with probably their own anxiety and you know this yeah. unknown it's crazy it's yeah. a crazy situation the news is like so i ridiculous i know but i didn't actually used to watch the news before i'd read things but i didn't ever watch the news and suddenly that's was all i was doing and then of course that caused anxiety because news is not really very positive at the moment is it <laughs> so <laughs> so I think you did the right thing there. I think trying to like stop doing, watching it. Like yeah. obviously you want to get information and I think it's important to get valuable and true information. Like I wouldn't be able to stress that enough. Like just getting information from some like random thing on Facebook is not going to be clever. No, but, I think that's the thing. Like I've seen so many, even my father's posted something saying, do you think this is true about some conspiracy theory? And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Yeah. Don't, don't do that on social media. Don't get hooked into those stories. Ignore, 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 because you're not going to do yourself any good. You live in no. the middle of the side. No. No, just don't. Just block it. Yeah, I think, yeah, you've, you've got to kind of target, target the real information and limit it, I think, because, you know, too much overexposure to negativity is never going to be good, is it, really? Never good. It's never it good. Was, it was quite funny. One of the things that I think I found anxiety where it hit me the most was I think probably my own identity because um, I am Siobhan and I am a hairdresser and I've been a hairdresser for 17, how 18, I don't even know how many years, many years. And that is kind of who I am. That's my identity. And then suddenly like it kind of almost stripped away from me um, as it has been for many of us. And I think that that caused anxiety because suddenly I was like, who am I? What, what, why am I here? And I really noticed, like, I really noticed it. I'm sure you noticed it online as well. Like in that first week when all the salons got shut, probably every hairdresser I know uploaded some kind of live video, Instagram TV video, posted something. And it was like overload of information, which was lovely. It's really nice to see everyone you know doing their bit but it was also a bit kind of like crazy crazy it was was intense and i feel like could you imagine us not actually having that medium to have an outlet i mean we would have been shouting at our husbands and our boyfriends and our girlfriends (laughs) listen to me i've got something to say (laughs) but it is exactly what it is because some of it was you know like I did exactly the same thing I was like I want to talk about this but it was more probably myself going I need to make sure that people know that I'm still 
doing things. I'm still a hairdresser. I can't yeah. do hair, but look, I'm talking about hair. So look, I'm really important. I'm doing this rather than it being like, okay, let's, it, it was just, I just feel like everyone was kind of under that same kind of boat. And I think now yeah. we're a couple of weeks in yeah. and the anxiety is kind of sliding away a bit. I have to say, like, um, I'm just going to bring this up because obviously being part of the Rosenwald team, mm. you, um, you, you've got a great team and having that contact with it, with the team is really, really helpful. Yeah. Um, obviously I run my salon in Brighton and it's the two of us. Whereas with, with, with your team and, and being part of that, it was great to hear the information that you gave us and about being able to talk about these things and sort of check in with us and kind of give us a bit of structure in this moment where we haven't got any structure. So mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, it is important to communicate and you, you channeled it in a really brilliant way. To be oh, able, thanks. Um, to give us some structure. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, because it's, we're used to going, getting on the train or traveling to work and then doing your work and then going to see friends and coming home and then suddenly you, you don't have any of those things. And yeah. I think it's very easy if you don't have the structure to then just feel a bit sad, I think, yeah. actually. Um, <laughs> it's, um, I read this thing, it was, it's really true. It basically says, so day to day, we naturally will get these lifts. So like, for instance, when we go into work, we meet lots of new people, we get new information and they kind of give us this kind of buzz here and there. We, we get it quite a lot as hairdressers because constantly people are going, oh my God, I love my hair, I feel great. And they love, they love us, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly we're at home and you know, we're with our partners or on our own or with our housemates or whoever we're, you know, we're with. And yeah, I'm sure they say nice things here and there, but it's not quite as repetitive <laughs> as we're used to. <laughs> So like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, was that good? How, how about the way I just swept the floor there? Was that, you know, looking for some kind of acknowledgement from my husband, which he does do, bless him, but, but he can't, you know, fulfill the boots of 20 clients. Um, <laughs> so it is then our job to then try and create our own lifts, I guess. So um, I found like that was a really helpful thing to know as well, because then it meant that I've like put a lot of effort into trying to learn new things. Yeah. That doesn't need to be massive, like load that massive things, but like, like I've been doing yoga in the morning, so I'll try and do a different, you know, different exercise. So I learn yeah. something new there or cook a new recipe or whatever it may be. The oh, so, so lovely, lovely hair show. show. So, so lovely. lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's been, it's been, it's, I've obviously been able to challenge, challenge myself in my business, but also like you say, being able to kind of, look at other things. I mean, oh my God, we've been redecorating nearly every possible service within the, in the flat. So yeah. um, a lovely new home to live in, <laughs> which is fantastic. That's so good, isn't it? <laughs> it does look gorgeous. Thanks. Um, Those so, of you that are listening on a podcast, you won't be able to see, but um, that gives you more reason to look at the, <laughs> watch the Instagram videos, the YouTube videos. <laughs> well, I've actually sort of realised um, how important my relationship with my husband is and and being able to reconnect with him and mm -hmm. um, actually he can't read my mind so I do have to tell him what I'm thinking and actually I think you know it's okay to have a down day and kind of feel a little bit uh, and if you just say that you can kind of go you know they understand what mood you're in and yeah. vice versa he can say that to me because he's going through it too although he's working it just it's just an opportunity to get I'll give you some space because we're never used to be in this space all the time together so I think that's definitely been a, a great experience for me is sort of reconnecting with my husband and learning what's 
what's important and how our relationship works and ticks and being able to find um, a momentum and a, and a pattern for us to be able to around, be around each other all the time and make it work for us. I think that's really important. That's like so true. I really love that. And I think, as you said, like verbalizing how you feel, I think is probably the first, like most important step for if you are living with someone so that they know where you're at, but also for yourself, like just accepting, okay, I feel a bit crap today. Like that's, that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. Rather than kind of burying it deep in and then, you know, feel like that could lead to all sorts of horrible things. Exactly. And it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to have a down day. And, you know, like you say, we're not getting those little naps, those lifts we get as hairdressers on a, on a hourly, three hourly basis or whatever, mm. to make us, uh, to sort of buoy us back up again. Because I think we, we, our job, we work on a very high energy level and yeah. suddenly go from 100 to nothing. That's a really hard gear change and a really hard shift to make. So, yeah, I think it's, um, and I think also like, when you're on your own, I mean, I'm, not, I'm lucky to have a partner and have a house, you know, someone to be in the house with, but those people out there who are obviously on their own, to be able to tap into people and talk to people about things and, you know, this, this platform that we're talking on now, to be able to communicate with each other, also hopefully having hearing this conversation, be able to go, oh, I'm okay to feel like that or mm -hmm. that makes perfect sense. So I think it's important to speak and it's important to listen. If you're in your head, it's gonna do you damage. <laughs> 100%. So lovely. lovely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess like, so as I said, there's those four stages. So yeah. you What's have denial, anxiety, um, and then that's what kind of what we were talking about was the adjustment stage. So finding new things to do day on day in, day out. Um, but I think probably what's good to remember is you are adjusting. So you will try new things and that some of those things will be amazing and make you feel great. But some of them might may not give you those highs and those lifts that yeah. you were looking for. So like be aware of that. Like you're not going to be feeling 100% all the time because you're yeah. trialing new things. Whenever yeah. you trial new things, some things are good and some things are bad. And it's just yeah. accepting that, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think that's important because, you know, like we're, we're great at problem solving, but actually to adjust to a situation is a different sort of experience because you don't know how you're feeling and, and how you're meant to react to that moment and um you know and I think we always want with hairdressers we always want to be good at what we're doing so yeah you try something new and you're like oh and you can okay you're being a novice at this you know you're doing a beginner's yoga class or you're doing a beginner's this you don't you can't be amazing at it straight away yeah <laughs> this is a great opportunity to focus and channel channel yourself and um make those small achievements and then you'll get that kind of little reward and a pat on your back that you've actually achieved something. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So funny, I, um, this wasn't at this time, but like years ago, I went and did like a diving paddy course. Um, oh, yeah. And I felt like I threw the biggest drop ever because I just wasn't good at it. And it just was my first kind of realization that I've like, was learning something new that I wasn't good at. <laughs> And I clearly didn't know how to deal with it. I was just so miserable. I was like, I just can't, just because I've been used to doing like a career that I've done for so long and then feeling quite confident in it. And, and you know, like this is, we need to, we need to learn new things and we need to like get used to not being good at things. <laughs> you, I, I'm on quite a few group chats, but one of our group chats, they keep sending those puzzles. And they're like, can you see the cat in this picture? I'm like, no, I can't be bothered. I can never <laughs> find the cat. I can't find the butterfly. I can't find any of it just it's a picture of a person sweeping the floor 
And then another one will ping up again. I'm leaving the conversation now. <laughs> You're like, I'm just not good at this. Oh, it's so funny, isn't it? We need to be better yeah. at not being good. <laughs> that might be us. I don't know if anyone else listening to this feels the same, but yeah, maybe it's yeah. just us. So, so lovely, lovely hair show. show. So, so lovely. lovely. <laughs> <laughs> what is really exciting though, so like the fourth and final stage, which is why I found this whole like four like steps of isolation really helpful to know, is the fourth and final stage is reevaluation, which basically means when we go back to normal or normality or you know back to our kind of day-to-day lives, what we then will do is pick the best bits from our previous life and our readjusted life. So basically it means that we're reshaping our our future to something that's more tailored to us really because it's probably like day to day maybe even a year ago when before all of this we were probably doing things just just because and maybe yeah. not, maybe it wasn't very good for us. Maybe it made us feel crap. Maybe it wasn't take putting us in the direction that we wanted to go to. Um, so we could perhaps like end up um, not doing those things basically. And then um, putting in place of those things, something that we've learned in our adjustment stage perhaps, which is quite exciting, like a new life. Imagine where we'll be. I mean, this is a golden opportunity. None of us have been, ever been in this situation. We've actually had to stop and almost look back at ourselves and, and make and reflect on ourselves and know and work out what is important and what is what is that filler that we've been putting in our life that we don't need there and mm. it's kind of like um, and what rods what what things are we doing that are creating a rod for our own back and making us give us extra work when really you know when you, when you bring it down to the nuts and bolts like we are in this moment now what's important and what do we really need and yeah. Then, Working forward, going, okay, so I've stripped all that nonsense away. Also, some of the stuff that you want to do, you know, you can hang on to. And like you're saying, what you're going to bring into the future, and then what are you going to make sure you maintain, and what are you going to reassess and reevaluate and put back into into, into um, action? Mm-hmm. It's really important. Um, I think. I think as hairdressers, we're really good at making ourselves busy and working really hard and always trying to be. I mean, obviously, we obviously want to run a business and, and earn money, but be creative and try and do all the projects that we want to do. But it's all like, okay, what projects do I need to do? And what, what, what part of this industry and what part of this is essentially me and what I want to be involved in? I think that's really important. I think that's mm-hmm. definitely what I've gone through. I've definitely had a, a feeling of reflect and thinking, okay, I can't wait to get back to work and I can't wait to get into these projects and do these certain things. So... Yeah, I think it's really good. I think you've always got to look at a positive side of things. I like, would totally agree. And I think probably there's going to be a lot of us in the industry that will do the same. Like we're going to be really, you know, we're going to love, we do love our jobs. Like, you know, we are, I'm really proud of our industry because you can just tell how passionate we are about it. And the amount of people you hear like giving clients um, guidance, like totally for free, just because we, we care basically, which is lovely. Um, but I think probably what a lot of us will learn, and I know I've learned, is to just slow the hell down. Because as you said, it like in my mind, I think I almost thought to be really good, you have to be really busy. And that's that's that, you know, how busy you are basically dictates how how well you're doing. And I think actually 
that's probably not the case. Like, as you said, you can kind of fine tune and select the things that are important to you in your role and focus on those and actually then take some downtime as well. Um, Cause I know definitely before I wasn't drinking enough water, I wasn't eating well. Um, <laughs> and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't doing as much exercise and all of those things make me feel good. So why not implement those in my day to day as well as doing hair, which I also love and also getting the lifts from clients when they say they love their hair. Cause I need that. <laughs> Shampoo, 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 shampoo. So, um, how do you feel like? Where do you feel like we're going to go forward? Do, what do you think you're going to look forward to most? going back to work, going back to a sense of normality? Um, it is the people, definitely. And like, weirdly, the touch, I would say. Like, I'm like, I wouldn't say I'm like a big hugger necessarily. You know, some people hug everyone. I don't really do that, but I feel like I'm gonna want to, which is weird. <laughs> All my clients are getting hugs. <laughs> when we can, obviously. That might be in like five years from now, I don't know. But um, no, but like the actual like communication part, I think I'm really looking forward to that. What I am a bit nervous of is the, I don't want to go back feeling less confident. Because um, yeah. um, my husband actually asked me yesterday, he was like, do you think that you'll feel as confident cutting hair when you go back? And I was like, initially I went, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I don't know actually. Um, just because this is probably the longest I would have not done it. And, you know, there is, there is space for like doubt, I think, when you've not done something for a long time. So I really okay. hope that I can kind of make sure that, you know, my confidence is still strong. Yeah. Um, I actually, so I read this um, article and it was basically um, a test that they did on rats, which is really sad and horrible. But they um, basically <coughs> put these um, rats in isolation and then they put them out into like the normal normal environment a few weeks later I think it was like three weeks later or something and they found that they were less um likely to want to go out so they kind of scuttled back in they were really nervous um and also they kind of had a lot more kind of anger to them which is weird so I think what what the kind of test was saying is that actually you can very quickly lose your confidence um especially if you're not communicating with people a lot um, and I think that's why, again, it's really important during this time to, you know, adjust yourself, but also make sure you are in contact with people, friends, but also people within the industry so that when you go back, we do go back out there. We're not all like scared to talk and we're not scuttling back in. And so I'm, I'm quite conscious of that. So, um, I think I would have done, I'd be better at maybe researching and stuff like that, but maybe the actual communication, I don't know, will that be better or not? I don't know. Um, but it is the bit I'm looking forward to. So I hope I'm feeling confident and, you know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to going back into the salon. I just can't wait to see it again and Aww. be in that space and um, touch the services and kind of like, oh, I'm home. <laughs> yeah, I'm there now. I'm home now. Um, and sort of, 
and I think it is seeing people and having that and having communication and contact with people. I'm I'm one of those huggers, I guess. Um, uh, I had one of my um, friends message me going, "Oh my god, just to get one of those big bear hugs from you." And I was like, "Oh, that's really nice to hear." But I know I do pretty much squeeze the life out of people when I give them a hug. <laughs> It was really, well, how do you think you're just so you know because we were briefly talking about this earlier so like when we go back yeah I think obviously I don't think it's all just going to go back to normal no. so do you think it's going to be a matter of we're going back but we're just not we're still not going to hug we're not going to shake hands it's going to be a very much like hello you know or what do you like it's going to be strange isn't it I think there's going to be there's going to be those people be like oh my god and they're just going to throw yourself themselves on you and give you a big hug yeah I think there are definitely those people who literally be like, I'm putting up a plastic curtain and I'm just going to hug you through plastic curtain. Yeah. Or, you know, or just, you know, literally just wave at you. I do, I think that you were going to get loads of different elements of it. I think there'll be people who are desperate to have that human contact and those people who, and I do think like you were saying about the, that experiment with um, isolation and people get, you know, that, that wanting to stay. And I think there'll be people who'll be very, very scared about coming to the salon because, you know, if you're there for three hours, you know, out of your home, that's quite a long time. Mm. And I think, there, I think there will definitely be an element of that. And I think, you know, all businesses will have to adjust as we did before lockdown and having to make sure we've got social distancing within the salons and stuff. So it's not as if we're gonna step back into the old days. It's going to be a case of like, it will be an adjustment. It will be an adjustment towards a, an element of normality. Um, and I think that will make everyone cautious to a degree. But I think, you know, I think the same, the same as to what you talk about confidence. I think give it a, you know, a while and it'll all come flooding back. People will be wanting to have the conversations again. People will be making excuses to come back and seeing you. Um, I think as a business, I think, we, I think we're gonna do well. Um, I think, you know, clearly people have been worried about their hair. I mean, yeah. how do you feel like you're, you know, going back to work and the business is going to have, what kind of effect is that gonna have on your salon? Do you, what do you think? Um, well, we've already had a lot of clients wanting to book in, so that's, that's, I think we're not going to have worry there, but what we will need to do is, um, filter the amount of people that are probably coming through the door at once. So that I think is going to give us quite a big backlog, um, of clients wanting to come in, um, and us being able to kind of accommodate them. Um, so yeah, we are already trying to prepare for that. Um, and also just like the biggest thing I'm worried about is those clients that normally come every six to eight weeks are, are going to have a much larger, larger regrowth. Their hair's yeah. going to be faded more. There, there's going to yeah. be a whole lot more transformations needed, which yeah. also means more time, which is great. It's fun, but it just means we're not going to have like how I deal with my column is I like having a few big changes and then some that are kind of top ups. Yeah. And that's yeah. how my day runs smoothly. Whereas if every single one is a big change, yes, it's fun, but whoa, that's wow. mentally, physically, emotionally <laughs> quite demanding. Yeah. And I think that's something, you know, definitely sort of what are we taking from what we've, what we've had and where we're going to go forward. That's something that we've, all going to have to be really mindful about is that we're not suddenly throwing ourselves into this stressful situation mm. trying to work hard get everyone's well obviously we need to but just keep an element of consciousness about making sure that we're not forgetting what we are saying to ourselves about being able to have a better work-life balance and being yeah able to, because we still want to be able to deliver um the best service possible and when you overwork yourself that's when things start to slip or decisions aren't made correctly 
um, or you're not communicating properly. So I think that's that's definitely something I think is I think everybody within the hairdressing industry is going to have to think about. Yeah, I guess because we are like we are. Although yes, I as I said, men, I'm like yes, I want work-life balance. I want to make sure that that is better. I want to drink well, eat well, then do yeah. hair. But we also are all people that like love to please others. Yeah. So like as soon as a client goes, oh, can I, can you just squeeze me in, or you know, just then before you know it, we've gone yeah, 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 and then we've made our day or our week the most stressful, and we're back to square one. So <laughs> I think yeah. probably. Yes, being conscious of that, I think beforehand, yes, we do want to accommodate these people, but doing everything you can to make sure that they're being booked in correctly, you are allowing yourself some time to rest because all that will happen is two weeks back into the salon, everyone's going to want to leave again (laughs) and not going to enjoy it. So you want to make sure that you are using this time to pre-plan as much as you can and also make sure that you you know you're strong in yourself to be able to go actually no I can only fit these many people in they will get their hair done they've waited however many months to get it done so they can wait an extra month it's fine you don't need to squeeze every single person in in that first two weeks or however because it's just it's not you know it's not it's not good (laughs) it's not good it's not good no 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 (laughs) it's been really lovely talking with you today Ollie it's been brilliant and I feel every time I speak to you I always feel happier and much more sort of fulfilled. (laughs) I think it's that communication we love that communication I hope all of you guys listening and watching um, have taken something from today if you have any questions or any comments please leave them we will get back to you Um, and if there's anything you'd like us to cover like then let us know and we are in the midst of uh, recording everything still so posted and of course we want people to know about this so please share with your friends um so that we can make sure everyone's in our staff room community (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you for siobhan and um we shall catch up next week i hope definitely Bye. bye This podcast was recorded using an old cassette recorder, a hairbrush for a microphone and some jolly good banter. Music by Boozy Pete and graphics by Daisy Potter. Thank you for listening.